and my govanin and suilade to all my elf friends i am tani tenuviel the resident kuci middle earth elf and coming up in just a few moments phenomenal woman so this is the show where we take one hour out of the week because i am here to remind you how phenomenal you are even if you don't believe it <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's my that's my mission in life. That's what I was called to do, to remind you, perhaps help you to wake up to how amazing and fantastical you are. So let's hear a little music, because music is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And this is the these are the voices of the group that is the Waylon Jennies, and this is one of their songs that is one of my favorites because it reminds me so much of KUCI. We are all volunteers here, passionate people about bringing you music that you won't hear on the mainstream stream airwaves and public affairs programming that you will not hear on your uh, PBS uh, stations because we are Orange County's alternative radio station. Here's Waylon Jennings, and I will be back in just a few moments. My Govanin, this is KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of the universe. sound of KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and streaming live on the internet at KUCI.org. I am your host today for the next 52 minutes here on KUCI in Irvine, and this is Phenomenal Woman on Alternating Weeks with What Would Arwen Do When I Am Here with my charming Hobbit co-host Milo Lomsdown. So today though we are, it's all about celebrating the women and I'm going to do my intro readings <laughs> to share with you. Someone mentioned the other day, oh Tani, why don't you just record all that so you could just play it each week. And I thought, oh, yeah, that would make things easier, but it wouldn't make it quite as spontaneous. So I like to to share these things with you every week, fresh, <laughs> fresh from the page. And I don't know about you, but books books are like that with me. I can read certain books over and over again, and each time I pick it up, I get something different. In fact, I have my little experiment of my life as an elf that I started when I discovered the archetypal creatures of Middle-earth in March of 2002, so about nine years ago. And I said, you know, well, I wonder if I lived like an elf, if my life would be any better, any worse, any different. 
and thus began my grand adventure, and I learned something about the elves and their wisdom all the time. I think I'm up to like 187 things now or something. But today, it's all about the women. And so I'm going to read this uh, radio show was inspired by a truly phenomenal woman. And, well, I don't know why I, I make that distinction, because we all are just by virtue of our existence here on the planet. But there are people, I think, that just impress us in different ways. One woman who has greatly impressed me with her grace and dignity and her story and just who she is in the world is Maya Angelou and she wrote a poem called Phenomenal Woman which was the inspiration for this show because I am here to remind you if you are out there and if you are a woman then guess what you are phenomenal. You have the potential for greatness. And that doesn't mean you have to do something big like win a Nobel Peace Prize or write a book or write eight autobiographies like Maya Angelou. We're going to talk a little bit today about just doing the very everyday things and how that can be the most creative and the most fulfilling and wonderful thing that you might be able to do. So let me play for you. The poem read by the poet herself. Here is Maya Angelou. Phenomenal Woman Many people wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. When I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say, it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step. The curl of my lips, I'm a woman, phenomenally. I walk into a room just as cool as you please, and to a man the fellows stand, or fall down on their knees. Then they swarm around me, a hive of honeybees. I say, it's the fire in my eyes, the flash of my teeth, the swing in my waist, the joy in my feet. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, they say they still can't see. I say, it's in the arch of my back, the sun of my smile, the ride of my breasts, the grace of my style. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say it's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palms of my hands, the need for my care, because I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's my mother and all your mothers and my grandmothers and your grandmothers and my great-grandmothers and your greats and my great-greats and, and all you women and me. And all you women and me. So I believe that phenomenal women are around us everywhere. They are our mothers and sisters and daughters and aunts and nieces, our teachers and students and next-door neighbors. They are the women who inspire us by their lives and by their examples. They might, 
They make us want to be more kind, more generous, more helpful, brighter, stronger, even more beautiful. They make us want to be better human beings just by their presence in the world. They might be movie stars or athletes or political activists, people like Oprah or Maya Angelou or Gandhi. Um, Gandhi wasn't a woman, but certainly someone who's very inspirational. <laughs> but usually they are just women we know or meet every day at our work, at school, the kids' soccer games, in our families. So this show is about celebrating women. I believe that it's not about competing with each other, it's about celebrating each other, our wild, wonderful, sexy, crazy, feminine selves, phenomenal women. And yes, that's who we are. And if you're having trouble believing, maybe you can just suspend disbelief for about 45 minutes today. Maybe take some, just let these words kind of sink into your heart, uh, part of our uh, challenge in life, at least what I have discovered, is what are often to referred to as limiting beliefs. It's a belief I hold about something that may or may not be true, but it prevents me from entering into joy and freedom. I want to read now a little something from Marianne Williamson's book, A Woman's Worth, which was written in 1993. Amazing book how insightful that she was writing these things so long ago. And it's called A Woman's Worth. Marianne Williamson, the author of A Return to Love, and in the chapter Glorious Queens and Slave Girls, she says, Together we embark on a quest for our own enchantment. It will take us to a place where what is feminine is sacred, as are a lot of other things as well. There we can begin to become who we are meant to be and live the life we are meant to live. But we need to see the lay of the land, and we need to see clearly the way back home. What you say, me enchanted? Yes, I say, and don't act so surprised. You knew when you were little that you were born for something special, and no matter what happened to you, that couldn't be erased. The magic could not be drained from your heart any more than Lady Macbeth could wash the guilt from her hands. Sorry to tell you, but you had it right years ago, and then you forgot. You were born with a mystical purpose. In hearing this now, you might remember what it is. There are women who are enchanted, living here now, as there have always been, and always will be. They are bearers of the goddess's torch, however dim its light may shine. On the inner plains, they are priestesses and queens. They are absolutely powerful. They have made it past the gates. She goes on to say in the chapter entitled, A Magnificent Adventure. There is a collective force rising up on the earth today, an energy of the reborn feminine. She is peeking around corners, taking over businesses, tucking in the children and making men go wild in every way. She knows us at our source. She is not, as we are not, lacking in virtue. She remembers our function on earth, that we should love one another. She has come to reclaim us. She has come to take us home. As the feminine spirit seeks to rise, there are numerous forces seeking to push her back down. This is a time of monumental shift from the male dominance of human consciousness back to a balanced relationship between masculine and feminine. The goddess archetype doesn't replace God. She merely keeps him company, 
she expresses his feminine face. And what a joy it is to live in the times that we live in. A time where women are coming into their own, and I'm so glad um, that we are somewhat past that period that was maybe even close to the time that Marianne Williamson wrote this book in the um, 80s and 90s, the um, when feminism and coming into our own as women meant that we had to bash men and we had to be um, upset with them for, you know, this centuries of patriarchal <laughs> stuff. And now I believe that um, women, being the nurturers that we are, can let go of trying to decide who's to blame and just say, well, here we are. Here is where we find ourselves. Where do we go from here in manifesting love and creating a life of joy? And I know for me, you know, having been here many decades on this planet, I spent a great deal of time uh, at different times trying to figure out why I was the way I was. Was it my parents? Was it um, the experiences that happened to me as a child? Was it the fact that my mom got divorced? Was it uh, different things? And some of them very traumatic things that happened. But ultimately I felt like, you know what, those, what's so is what's so. And those can be excuses for me to say, well, I'm this way, or I have this thing that limits me from being uh, amazing because of this thing that happened to me when I was younger. But as I said before, that I've discovered that a lot of those things are just limiting beliefs, and they don't really serve me anymore. And I have decided that uh, life is uh, can be cut short at any time, and whatever life I have left, whether I'm working two jobs in a day, or here doing radio, or lounging around down by the beach having a, a latte and reading a book, or whether I'm going to a concert, whatever I'm doing, I only have this day and I'm going to have the best time possible. <laughs> uh, I actually agree with um, Jer Esther Hicks, of Jerry and Esther Hicks of the um, phenomenon of the law of attraction where Esther says that our job is to be as happy as possible and especially if we are wanting to be in a relationship because if you are as happy as as possible then guess what you are going to attract joy into your life and be a lot more likely to find someone who would like to be with you because Generally speaking, people like to be around people who are full of happiness and joy more so than people who are um, upset because life isn't going the way that they want it to go. Um, I just happened to open again to Marianne Williamson's little book to this, um, this page where it says, Joy is our goal, our destiny. We cannot know who we are except in joy. Not knowing joy, we do not know ourselves. When we are without joy, we grope in the dark. When we are centered in joy, we attain our wisdom. A joyful woman, by merely being, says it all. The world is terrified of joyful women. Make a stand. Be one, anyway. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be one, anyway. So, if you would like to email me, I would love to hear from you. My email is askanelf 
at yahoo.com, askanelf, A-S-K-A-N-E-L-F, at yahoo.com. And because I think that music is such a wonderful um, inspiration and comforter and companion in life, I'm going to pepper some uh, music through the broadcast today. So if you are tuning in on podcast, unfortunately music being copyrighted as it is and I guess it's not unfortunately but unfortunately I have to edit it out for the podcast so you'll be able to enjoy a few minutes of the music and but you can always go out and purchase the CD um, or purchase purchase a song now I think it's wonderful that we can actually purchase individual songs and support artists in that way so maybe you might think about doing that so earlier we heard from the Waylon Jennings from uh, and the song was One Voice from their 40 Days CD, a fantastic uh, girls folk group from up in Canada. And when I come back in just a few moments, I'm going to be sharing with you from someone who's not a phenomenal woman, but he was so, in uh, reading him this morning, I was so inspired that I wanted to share some of uh, his wisdom with you. And because it also reminds me of a couple of other women who I will share some of their wisdom with you. But, you know, we're all in this together. Just as there are phenomenal women who we celebrate on this show, the world is also full of phenomenal men. So right now I'm going to share a song with you. And this is from a woman who uh, has passed from the circles of this world, but she has left the gift of her beautiful voice for us to enjoy and be inspired by uh, in so many wonderful CDs. Her name is Eva Cassidy, and this is a, a CD called Wonderful World, which is a CD of covers of different songs, um, songs from different artists, and we're going to hear What a Wonderful World. This is KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and streaming live on the internet at KUCI.org. I see trees that are green, red roses too. What a wonderful world. The enchanting voice of Eva Cassidy with What a Wonderful World. And it's always nice to have a reminder about that. And that's partly why I am here talking to you phenomenal women about being phenomenal women. Because I do believe that um, a lot of times it's good to teach that which we need to learn and which we need to remember. And I know for me, it's very easy to forget and to get all caught up in the things of life. In fact, uh, it was just two weeks ago tonight that I left the radio show. I went home, went online, checked my library account and discovered oh, I had a library book that was due. And it was... Um, 
I tried to renew it, and it had a hold on it. So I thought, oh, I'll just run over to the library. So threw the books in the library bag, got in my car, and um, within about two blocks of my house, I was on a four-lane highway, but right by a high school. But anyway, still a four-lane highway. The speed limit's about 40, 40 miles per hour there at the stop sign, and all of a sudden, kablam, I got rear-ended. <laughs> and... Um, it's been an interesting adventure since then, and the adventure goes on. I was kind of in shock. The guy that hit me, bless his heart, he he said, I never, I asked him, I said, did you not see the stop sign? And he said, I didn't see the stop sign. I didn't see you. I didn't see anything. And so it wasn't like he put on his brakes. He just was going and according to my chiropractor he was probably doing more than 40 miles per hour based on what's going on with my spine but nothing's broken and it's been as i mentioned an interesting adventure you always have an opportunity to cast something in whatever way that you want and you can either i just you know i discovered that i could play the victim oh poor me oh i have to take time off work or i could say you know what what doesn't kill me makes me stronger (laughs) and um especially once i got over the shock the first couple of days i actually felt um i think my muscles and everything were just in shock because i didn't really feel too much pain i was just very very stiff but then after that things kind of changed and then uh just friday on good friday i found out that um my car can't be repaired has to be totaled so my poor little car it's been like my little dark horse that's taken me everywhere but um other opportunities have presented themselves um in light of that so anyway all of that to say that we just never know what's going to happen in life and even with this accident um, I felt really bad for this guy that hit me because um, it turns out that um, he had been traveling all day. He just flew in from Maine. He'd got a rental car at the airport. He just was looking for a restaurant before he went back to the uh, hotel and crashed. And so that's what he was doing. He said, somehow I made some wrong turns and I wasn't sure where I was and if there was a restaurant around or how I could get back to the hotel. And, um, you know, I knowing being familiar with the area myself, I know he was probably driving down Bristol and he turned right on Jamboree and then turned right on University and not knowing that that was going to land him in the middle of a sort of residential area. But anyway, all of that to say, how many times have I been distracted that I very easily could have run into someone? Um, I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying whenever things like this happen... Uh, A lot of times I have to look and say, you know, but for the grace of the universe, there go I. This could just as easily happen to me. I could have been on the the blaming end rather than the receiving the blam end. So, um, anyway, thank God for insurance companies (laughs) that can help us uh, kind of navigate through these dark waters. So anyway, all of that to say is that we just never know. We never know what our day holds and what how our life can be changed as a result of, you know, something in just a moment. I thought I was going to run over to the library, and um, my life has been significantly um, at least kind of shifted around the last couple of weeks as a result of this little um, 
in uh, coaching, we like to call it a break in transparency, which is like where you're going along and things are just, you know, you're just kind of doing things on automatic pilot and then kablam, something happens and, you know, like some people walk into work and they get a pink slip or sometimes, you know, you walk, you, um, your husband walks in and says, um, you know what, I need a divorce. Or your wife walks in and says, um, you know what, I need a divorce. Or your child walks in and says, um, I'm pregnant and I'm going to have twins and I want to keep the babies and I'm not going to get married. And it's like, you know that your life is going to kind of be a little different based on something that has happened. So, but I absolutely believe that although we may not be able to choose consciously the things that we experience that we are involved in, sometimes we can, but sometimes it seems that we can't, we absolutely can choose how we will respond to them. So I'm choosing to respond as a super elf. So there's a wonderful um, parody of Superman on YouTube. If In case you need some inspiration, you could watch it. It's um, this guy, he's got lyrics to the Superman theme song, and um, he says, No longer am I just a man. I'll only go by Superman. So, but mine is an elf. <laughs> no longer am I just an elf. I'll only go by Super Elf. Anyway, yes. And so whatever it takes to get yourself inspired and get yourself up and moving, you know, sometimes that's just what you need to do. So before we get into a little inspiration from Osho, who I just discovered, of course, you know, he's been around for a long time, uh, sharing his wonderful wisdom and inspiration. But I had heard of him, but I had not ever actually picked up one of his books or come across one of his books, and I did. Uh, last Thursday, and I'm going to share a little bit of the wisdom of Osho. I think he surely must have been an elf um, with you. But before that, I want to tell you about a couple of things that are going on here locally. Again, this is KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM. I am Tani Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf. This is Phenomenal Woman on every other Tuesday, alternating weeks with What Would Arwen Do? And again, a big hello to anyone who might be listening out there and to anyone who might be listening online. I hope that, uh, hope you're having a fantastical day and getting some things to think about. So, one of the things I want to tell you about, and if you don't live here locally, you may not be able to come personally to this event, but you can, I believe that it's going to be broadcast, perhaps even broadcast through KUCI, um, but it will be available, my understanding is that it will be available, um, and that is the His, Holy List, Holy, uh, His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, is going to be here Wednesday, May 4th, at the UCI Brin Event Center. This is a uh, part of an event series, a Living Peace series, that is the University of California at Irvine, from which we broadcast here at KUCI. And in partnership with the Center for Living Peace, which are amazing women uh, and people that are right across the street over at the uh, University Center. They have all kinds of wonderful programs going on over there all the time and ways that they are serving the community and promoting peace. And one of those ways is with the Living Peace series. And they had Charlize Theron here in December with the Charlize Theron Africa Outreach Program project. And in January, Sir Richard Branson was here with uh, Virgin Unite. And 
this coming Wednesday, not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow, Wednesday, May 4th, His Holiness the Dalai Lama will be here at the UCI Brin Events Center. And my understanding is that the tickets are sold out. I think they sold out within like a couple of hours, but that the it will be available for people to be able to listen and enjoy that broadcast either live or after the fact. So if you want more information and up-to-the-minute information, you can go to the Center for Living Peace, which is goodhappens.org. That's goodhappens.org, www.goodhappens.org. Or um, for this specific event, there is a website, www.livingpeace.uci.edu. And you can get some information. Uh, the Dalai Lama, um, I recently got uh, another wonderful book from him at my favorite bookstore, the uh, Friends of the Library bookstore here at in Newport Beach, where you can get amazing books at a very reduced rate. And I'm all about recycling. Of course, as an elf, I would be about recycling. And I think there's lots of new stuff out there for us to enjoy. But there's also a lot of really good used stuff. And that includes used books. So um, the Dalai Lama, this, the book that I got recently is called An Open Heart. And compassion, sympathy for the suffering of others, and the desire to free them from it is wrestled in all spiritual traditions. That's from the inside cover here of the book. And um, how does one person actually become a compassionate person? What are the mechanisms by which a selfish heart is transformed into a generous heart? And this is taken from some uh, talks that when the Dalai Lama came to New York City in 1999. And, yeah, pretty amazing. And also, the Dalai Lama is quoted in one of my favorite books that I uh, got to share with you. In fact, I'm hoping to have Jennifer Horseman, who is the author with her daughter, Jamie Flowers, of Please Don't Eat the Animals, All the Reasons You Need to Be a Vegetarian, which I discovered over at the Center for Living Peace. They have a lovely bookstore over there. Um, not bookstore, uh reading area where you can just go in and read the books and there's a couple of computers there where you can get online and they have it's a beautifully aesthetic um, environment with fountains and waterfalls and three darling fishies little goldfish that are always happy to see everyone but in uh, please don't eat the animals uh, all the reasons you need to be a vegetarian his holiness the holiness the dalai lama once said, and this is a quote by him, I do not see any reason why animals should be slaughtered to serve as human diet when there are so many substitutes. After all, man can live without meat. And so anyway, the Dalai Lama said, has said many wonderful things to inspire us to live lives of more compassion and joy. And he will be here at UC Irvine a week from Wednesday. So again, for more information, please check out the website at www.goodhappens.org. Their phone number is 949-854-5500. Or you can also visit www.livingpeace.uci.edu. And let's see, I think was there... Let's go now to... I'm going to share with you some wonderful, I think it's wonderful anyway, some wonderful insights from Osho. 
says here, and you, maybe you've known all about Osho forever. Um, I haven't, and I love it when I discover some new inspiring person on the planet. There are so many of them out there. But it says here, Osho is one of the best known and most provocative spiritual teachers of the 20th century. Beginning in the 1970s, he captured the attention of young people from the West who wanted to experience meditation and transformation. More than a decade after his death in 1990, the influence of his teachings continues to expand, reaching seekers of all ages in virtually every country of the world. And the book that I got, and this was at the Bodhi Tree up in L.A., Lovely place. Got to see Dan Millman up there, and he signed his new book. Dan Millman, the author of uh, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, um, which the Peaceful Warrior movie was based on his story. Also, The Life You Were Born to Live. Wonderfully inspiring uh, guy. And got to see him and get his uh, new book signed and in the Bodhi tree, which I guess has been around for a really long time and may be going out of business. It, I guess it's kind of like one of those landmark places in L.A. and many people do not want to see the Bodhi tree go away. Um, but just amazing you, uh, used and new books and all kinds of things and all these little rooms and it's just a wonderful place. But there was a table there with uh, several books by Osho and this one is called Creativity Unleashing the Forces Within. And I want to read to you what some of the things that he says about creativity. Um, one thing he says, if you want to be creative, what should you do? And you know what, before I read that, I want to preface this with, um, I was actually going to read this afterwards. It's from Brenda Eulin's book, I, which is if you want to write, which I believe is just about one of the best books you can find on for being inspired about writing or any kind of creative act, because this book really kind of is about writing, but it's really about any type of uh, artistic endeavor. But one of the things that Brenda Eulin starts out with in the very beginning here on Chapter 1, she says, everybody is talented. Um... Everybody is talented because everybody who is human has something to express. Try not expressing anything for 24 hours and see what happens. You will nearly burst. You will want to write a long letter or draw a picture or sing or make a dress or a garden. Religious men used to go into the wilderness and impose silence on themselves, but it was so that they would talk to God and nobody else. But they expressed something. That is to say, they had thoughts welling up in them, and the thoughts went out to someone, whether silently or aloud. Writing or painting or putting these thoughts on paper. Music is... Writing or painting is putting these thoughts on paper. Music is singing them. them. That is all there is to it. She goes on to say that everybody is original. Everybody is original if he tells the truth, if he speaks from himself. But it must be from his true self and not from the self he thinks he should be. Jennings at John Hopkins, who knows more about heredity and the genes and chromosomes than any man in the world, says that no individual is exactly like any other individual, that no two identical persons have ever existed. Consequently, if you speak or write from yourself, you cannot help being original. So remember these two things. You are talented and you are original. Be sure of that. 
I say this because self-trust is one of the very most important things in writing, and I will tell you why later. She says this creative power and imagination is in everyone, and so is the need to express it, to share it with others. So this is uh, Brenda Eulen. If you want to write a book about art, independence, and spirit, and uh, even though she says Jennings at John Hopkins knows more about heredity, um, you might want to remember that this book was originally written, uh, published in 1938, but still amazingly relevant. So with that, I will get to the reading from Osho. Uh, and again, that's Brenda Euland. It's U-E-L-A-N-D, if you want to write. And Osho says, if you want to be creative, what should you do? And this again is his book, Creativity, Unleashing the Forces Within. If you want to be creative, what should you do? Undo all that society has done to you. Undo all that your parents and your teachers have done to you. Undo all that the policeman and the politician and the priest have done to you. And you will again become creative. You will again have the thrill that you had in the very beginning. It is still waiting there, repressed. It can uncoil. And when that creative energy uncoils in you, you are religious. To me, a religious person is one who is a creative person. Everybody is born creative, but very few people remain creative. It is for you to come out of the trap. You can, of course. You will need great courage, because when you start undoing what the society has done to you, you will lose respect. You will not be thought to be respectable. You will look bizarre to people. You will look like a freak. People will think, something has gone wrong with the poor man or woman. This is the greatest courage, to go into a life where people start thinking you are bizarre. Naturally, you have to risk. If you want to be creative, you will have to risk all. But it is worth it. A little creativity is more worthwhile than this whole world and its kingdom. And I can testify to the truth of that from all of the amazing creativity that I see every time I come to KUCI here in Irvine. Osho goes on to say, Remember, creativity has nothing to do with any particular work. Creativity has something to do with the quality of your consciousness. Whatsoever you do can become creative. Whatsoever you do can become creative if you know what creativity means. Creativity means enjoying any work as meditation, doing any work with deep love. If you love, and you clean this auditorium, it is creative. If you don't love, then of course it is a chore. It is a duty to be done somehow. It is a burden. Then you would like some other time to be creative. But what will you do in that other time? Can you find a better thing to do? Are you thinking that if you paint, you will feel creative? But painting is just as ordinary as cleaning the floor. You will be throwing colors on a canvas. Here you go on washing the floor, cleaning the floor. What is the difference? Talking to somebody, a friend, and you feel time is being wasted. You would like to write a great book. Then you will be creative. But a friend has come. A little gossiping is perfectly beautiful. Be creative. He goes on to say, so while cleaning, just go on thinking you are painting. This is not cleaning. This is great creativity. And it will be. It is just your mind playing tricks. If you understand, then you bring your creativity to every act that you do. 
And I have to tell you that I have been testing this hypothesis myself because lately I've had to work, um, I have actually the privilege to work in a couple of different environments. And I can either come to it like, oh my gosh, I have to go to work tonight, I'd rather be doing X. But the fact is that I do have that particular work to do in that task. And so the challenge is, so this is the task, how do I find the joy in it? And so I decide I'm going to have fun and I'm going to act silly and I'm going to, in one of my jobs, I hand out samples of food and I talk to people about the food and about how all the different things that you can do with that food. And in the process of doing that, I learn a lot of things from people that share with me about what they would do with that food. And I get to talk to people and smile and ask them how their day's going and they ask me how my day's going and we smile at each other and we have a nice little interaction and it's just amazing. Okay, back to Osho. <laughs> Life consists of small things. They become great if you love. Then everything is tremendously great. If you don't love, then your ego goes on saying, this is not worthy of you. Cleaning? This is not worthy of you. Do something great. Become Joan of Arc. All nonsense. All Joan of Arcs are nonsense. Cleaning is great. Don't go on an ego trip. Whenever the ego comes and persuades you towards some great things, immediately become aware and drop the ego. And then by and by you will find the trivial is sacred. Nothing is profane. Everything is sacred and holy. And unless everything becomes holy to you, your life cannot be religious. A holy man is not what you call a saint. A saint may just be on an ego trip. He will look like a saint to you because you think he has done great deeds. A holy man is an ordinary man who loves ordinary life. Or a, ordin a holy woman is an ordinary woman who loves ordinary life. Chopping wood, carrying water from the well, cooking, whatsoever he touches becomes holy. Not that he is doing great things, but whatever he does, he does it greatly. The greatness is not in the thing done. The greatness is in the consciousness that you bring while you do it. Try. Touch a pebble with great love. It becomes a kuhanur, a great diamond. Smile, and suddenly you are a king or a queen. Laugh. Delight. Each moment of your life has to be transformed by your meditative love. When I say be creative, I don't mean that you should all go and become great painters and great poets. I simply mean, let your life be a painting, let your life be a poem. And that from Osho, amazing, amazing uh, man. This has been such an inspiring book. The book is Creativity, Unleashing the Forces Within. And it's amazing to me how many times I find so many people saying very similar things but in different ways. And I used to be hanging around people would say, oh, well, that's nothing new. So-and-so said that. And, but now I don't think of it that way because everyone says it a little differently. Everyone discovers it at a little different time in life. And... But I love hearing the same things because it kind of helps me feel like I'm on the right track. I don't know about you, but um, do you ever have this happen where sometimes you're going along and you're learning these lessons and you're learning this wonderful thing and you have this wonderful kind of transforming experience. And uh, this just happened to me again recently. And then you pick up a book or something and there someone is talking about that very thing that you just experienced. And now you're reading about it and it's like, oh, 
Someone had already written about this thing. In fact, that happened to me when I was going through a transformative time in my life. My marriage went away that I was not expecting my marriage to go away. So here I was, I was getting a divorce, I was not going to be continuing on or entering into the life that I thought I was going to be living. I was going to be having to create a whole different life for myself now. And um, and I had some things going on with the place that I worked and whether or not I sh- should stay there and just a lot of things were transition times, trans- a lot of transition time at that particular period in my life. And... But I really felt supported by God and the universe, just little synchronicities and coincidences of things, just what I would need would show up at right just the time. In fact, you know, I had the house had sold and I was trying to go through this whole house and get everything cleaned out from, you know, like 16 years of marriage and the house was going to close. And I was like, it's not ready yet. I don't, how am I going to get all this stuff done? And I was also working. And then this lovely woman showed up who does house cleaning uh, for a friend of mine. And um, her name is Sarah. And uh, my friend said, well, maybe Sarah could help you. And I said, would you see if she could? And so I hired Sarah. And Sarah came over. Oh, my gosh, she worked so hard. But we worked together packing boxes and going through things and separating out stuff. And lo and behold... On the 15th of December, we were able to close our escrow so, and be out of the house. And so it was like just what I needed showed up just when I needed it. And she was wonderfully, um, it was also just nice to have someone doing it along with me because she was just delightful and joyful and supportive and, um, and very good at what she did. So um, all of that to say, um, I hope that today has been something of an inspiration to you to look at your life and see uh, if you can make a choice on whatever your day holds, whatever your life is holding right now. Um, are you going to have a good time or are you going to have a bad time? <laughs> are you going to um, be the victim or are you going to be the hero of your own drama, your own story? We all have a story. We all have a drama. Um, I've decided I... Um, I'm not being the victim. I'm going to be the hero. And whatever whatever comes, comes. And me and my friends, I have wonderful, amazing friends. And the universe are going to help me along my journey. So I would love to hear from you if you want to send me an email at askanelf at yahoo.com, A-S-K-A-N-E-L-F. I am Tani Tenuvio. This is KUCI in Irvine. This is Phenomenal Woman. I will be back with Phenomenal Woman on two weeks from today. Next week I'll be here with my Hobbit co-host Milo Lomsdown with What Would Arwen Do? A Middle Earth Perspective on Life. And we will also be in the midst of our KUCI Fun Drive. So I believe our Fun Drive starts, yes, it starts Monday, May 2nd, goes through Friday, May 13th. It is the time when you will have the opportunity to come and play and support Freeform Free Speech Radio. And, of course, you can make a donation at any time, but it's very fun to make the donation during Fun Drive time. And especially you can make the donation and name your favorite show. And whether that's a music show, reggae, you know, um, we have coming up in just a few moments. uh, No, I'm sorry, about an hour from now, Rachel Ray's Cooking Accident. Fantastic music with um, Heather. And, I mean, well, we just have amazing music. Uh, I was thinking I could mention some, but we don't have time. (laughs) 
<laughs> We're out of time and coming up in just a few minutes we will have the Blue and Gold Report with Mark Roberts. And But we have wonderful things here at KUCI. I hope you will check out our website at KUCI.org, both our music, which you can listen to live if you are not in the area. You can listen streaming live 24 hours a day, seven days a week through our website. And you can catch us through iTunes. And we also are at 88.9 FM on your radio dial. So I hope you'll come back next week. Milo and I have some amazing, amazing gifts to share with you, giveaways uh, for during the fun drive, and um, maybe some special guests, and we'll have a lot of fun, a Middle Earth, uh, a Middle Earth Day of Fun. So please stay tuned for the Blue and Gold Report. I am Tani Tanuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf, and... Until next time, please, if you are a woman, take some time to remember that you are phenomenal and just be grateful for who you are in the world, that your presence here makes a difference in the lives of others and you get to choose about how that your presence does make a difference and also celebrate those women in your life whether if you're not a woman or if you are we all need to celebrate each other our sisters and our mentors and our teachers and our best friends that help us through very difficult times right now i just met an amazing woman named angela over at g and d auto collision that is helping me navigate the deep waters of having a car totaled and what to do with it and she's just amazing she's an amazing woman and she's like been come like my new best friend and is helping me to be aware of options that I didn't know I had by just talking to the insurance companies. So, you know, there are angels everywhere and celebrate. So I'm going to play a little song and we're going to get to KC, to uh, the Blue and Gold Report in just a few minutes. So let's hear a little bit more from the Waylon Jennies with one voice. This is KCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of the universe. Mm-hmm. 